G'day, g'day. Hello. Did you miss me? Um, happy lockdown, folks. That's um, that's the tone that I'm going with with regards to lockdown from now on. And you'll hear that throughout the show. I think we should just call it happy lockdown, you know. That way we're embracing it as something that um, we don't have control over. We don't have control over Christmas. We don't have control over Easter or birthdays. We say happy those. So let's have a happy lockdown. Um, that is the reason why I haven't been able to deliver a show for the last few weeks. And I've always said this, and if you're a, a long-time listener, you're probably bored of me saying it, but I, I can't do everything every week. Um, I just can't. Uh, and with the, with the uh, extra things required, and that is you know trying to work around um, not doing the Today Show in the studio, so trying to come up with ideas for that I can do remotely here from the, from as they described this morning, Australia's best man cave or something. Um, you know, I've got to do the Today Show from from the office now. Um, I've got to help at home more than ever. Um, my wife works. I'm trying to help with the homeschooling on days where I can um, and just trying to get stuff done. And also, like I think, um, I think it just has a, a mental impact on you. Not in a negative, like overall mental health situation. I just mean... It's draining to, to be continually pushed around by this COVID stuff um, and not have a kind of clear positive vision for the future. And I think that, that that's something I struggle with is trying to get the motivation to, to pick up and do these things. So um, luckily my wife um, this morning said, listen, I'm, I'm cool to, to homeschool today. You get your work done. And so I went, I've actually got a video to produce and then I've got a couple of hours. I'm going to smash out a podcast. And look, the way the podcast works, if you haven't worked it out, I get a lot of emails and I print them out and then I make phone calls. And, you know, I've got like 11 pages of emails here, probably, I don't know, 200 emails. Um, and I've just tried to ring as many people as I can to fit into the show. Um, and it's it's not even a Tuesday, so people were not expecting the call in any way, shape or form. So it is a, a block of time I need to find and be able to just churn away. So... Um, Hopefully, uh, we can get through a cracking show and cover all those issues. If you're homeschooling, I'm thinking of you. Um, if you're in lockdown in Sydney or Melbourne, we're thinking of you. Um, if you are in lockdown and you've got kids um, and you want a, a voucher for Stan, I've got a bunch. I'd love to help you out with that. Um, don't email me if you're a pest and just doing it because you want it for yourself. If you've got kids and you know that they're getting more screen time but you want them off YouTube, um, let me know and I will get you a little voucher to get you through uh, a month or so of Stan um, because I've found that the kids are obviously on the screens more, but I've just been saying when I hear a YouTuber, if it's not Mark Rober or DP because I'm okay with them, if it's Mr. Bloody the Beast or Unspeakable or that other idiot gamer dude with the high-pitched voice, um, I just say get off it. And get onto something. Something real is what I say, and that means Netflix, Stan, or Disney, or um, one of the proper services. So it makes a difference to have the movies available, the TV shows, and that kind of stuff on Stan. So that's why I make that offer to you if you're interested, um, just to give you a crack at the uh, at the service if you haven't already used it. So yeah, that's available for you. Um, lots of cool stuff up on the website as always, eftm.com. Um, and I've just published a video today of the JBL. Um, Live Pro Plus headphones. They are amazing. 
like really good headphones. Um, I've been blown away by them, and uh, I finally got around to getting a video out about those. I will take some photos and put those up on EFTM.com soon. Um, and the boys, Scott and Daniel, have also been pumping out a few good things too. So lots going on. Uh, we've got a new security system at the office I'm going to review soon. I've got a F1 play seat that is now my gaming rig with a beautiful uh, OLED TV. We are going to play some games with the kids when they pop into the office as well. Um, we've been a bit going on. There's a bit going on. So, yeah, happy days. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I'm glad to be back. I'm sorry to have abandoned you like that for a couple of weeks, uh, but I'm back. And I will try and uh, meet my commitment to be at least fortnightly, if not try and push out those weekly ones as we go. So thank you very much for listening. This is the EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Good to be back, taking your calls, helping you out with any tech question you've got. Simon's, uh, sorry, Scott's on the line. G'day, mate. How are you, Scott? Hey, go, Trevor. Not too bad. What's happening? Oh, I just had some questions about the uh, the way VOLTE or Volte works on phones. And there's been, been some talk about the um, Asus Zenfone uh, 8 that's being sold at JB Hi-Fi, actually, at the moment. And, um, and there's been... Just wondering how it's going to work with telcos because Volte doesn't work with some and not with others, and and it's very confusing. So, just wondering well, if you can help I mean, us out with that. I mean, I'm not a massive expert on it, but what I can tell you it is it is telco dependent. So, you could have uh, like I've never seen Volte appear on my iPhone um, on mm-hmm. the Boost network. Um, mm-hmm. Yet, if you connect to the Telstra network, you you might get it. So, it's essentially a network decision. Um, we're talking about Volte stands for those that don't know voice over LTE, which means it's essentially using the data network to transmit the voice conversation as opposed to using, I guess, as, as simple as saying, the traditional cellular network, which is weird, isn't it, Scott? Because they're the same thing, right? <laughs> but it's a, it's a yeah. different form of, of transmission of the voice component of the call. So your concern is that the Zen phone won't work? Won't work, and then there's talk, um, I suppose, on forums that I've read that um, if you do purchase a phone, and then in uh, when 3G stops working, you won't actually be able to make your voice calls if the carriers don't open up Volte to your phone. So um, yeah, there's. So the Zen phone is the Zen phone only a 3G phone? Uh, well, my understanding is all calls go through G through 3G now, and then only 4G and 5G is there for data. And I think that's where the confusion is. Every call goes through 3G unless it goes through the Volte, which then goes through the 4G data. Is that how it works? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that is always the case. Yeah. Now, okay. I, I haven't personally used the Zenfone 8, and I don't know why any telco, any uh, mobile brand would create a phone that only uses Volte because um, mm. 4G is voice compatible. So, that, see, Volte is an option for telcos essentially to streamline their network. It's not about not using call, not not having a call network and only having a data network. Um, so it's an option for them. And yes, the, 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 the issue, as you point out, is that 3G, if you if you see that as, as the system, is being shut off in like June 2024, I think it is, for Telstra. So yeah. if I look at, say, for example, um, what am I on, an iPhone 11 here? Um, mm-hmm. I'm on the Vodafone network. This is using... 4G. This is a 4G phone call we're making mm-hmm. right now. It's not a Volte right. phone call because 4G is capable of calls. Does, yeah, does okay. that, like it, I, I wonder if there's just confusion 
at, at the nerd level because they want Volti and, and right. Z Phone is good for Volti, um, but they don't have it on their carrier. I think, yeah, I, I wasn't sure about the, the 4G and voice working either, but then I have heard then if it, you are on a call and then you try and also do something on the internet, the call will cut off if you're going for 4G. So I think that's where the... I've had the opposite experience. There. I've I've had the yeah. experience yeah. where you're on a call and, you know, you're like, oh, hang on, let me look it up. And you, you put the phone on speaker mm-hmm. and you try and do something and your data yeah. doesn't work. So it won't do both at the same mm-hmm. time. There are right. certainly some phones and maybe a network issue that, that won't allow your device to do both things, mm-hmm. which yeah. may be why, as you say, people would prefer Volti because then then allows you to have the call and data operating at the same time. But you mm-hmm. the calls certainly don't drop out. Um, yeah. it's more about it, you know, a priority is given to the call. And so right. you, you can't use your 4G data. But I would argue, what do you need your 4G data while you're on the phone for? Um, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Is right. there something special about the Zen phone that makes you, you want it? Uh, I've already got a, I'm on talking to you on a Zen phone 5Z at the moment. It's about three years older. I bought it and it's always been a rock solid, great phone. And, uh, yeah. the new one looks good with the waterproofing and, and things like that. But, yeah. um, but uh, no, I was just more curious as to yeah how the, the carriers are going to work with this in the future as well because it just seems like a um, there's a lot of talk about you know grey market imports and things like that that aren't going to work in Australia if the carriers don't open these up to these phones. So it'd be and, interesting. And I would argue that's why you shouldn't buy a grey import, right? You know, yeah. <laughs> JB Hi-Fi is selling yeah. it. Um, yeah. That I'd be concerned if they were selling something that would just brick itself, but yeah. I doubt they are. The bigger issue is what, how do these technologies roll out amongst the, the MVNOs, the smaller telcos? And the, the other example there is an eSIM. You know, such an easy thing to do, but yet the big telcos have not made eSIMs available to their MVNOs. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But that will happen. Same with 5G. Like Telstra's got 5G. When is that going to be available to Aldi and, and, uh, and Boost? You know, yeah. it will happen, but it's really... They've got to get their money's worth out of it. Maybe that's why they don't open Vaulty and things like that to people as well. But right yeah. now, if it was at JB Hi-Fi, I wouldn't have a – I'd certainly have strong recommendations that you buy it because you are backed by warranty. And frankly, if it does brick itself because of that, you're kind of covered by Australian consumer law. So yeah, if, if you want it, mate, go grab it. Yeah, uh, thank you. All right, Good buddy. No worries, Scott. Okay. Have a good one. Stay well. And uh, if you've got a question about tech, you can always get in touch as well. As Scott did, you go to the website, eftm.com. It's been a few weeks, so I'm getting through as many as I can get. Thank you for listening. Uh, Taking your calls. Go to the website, eftm.com. And while you're there, download the app. Uh, the EFTM app for iPhone is still rocking, and uh, we've got some improvements coming. Uh, Ron's on the line. G'day, Ron. G'day, mate. Thank you for the call. My pleasure. What can I do for you? I have a, uh, a problem with a uh, Win32 El Dorado Trojan. Wow, that's a solid virus name, El Dorado. It's a BJL uh, Gen, whatever that means. Yeah, sure. Now, I, uh, I do run a number of uh, antivirus things. Maybe I run too many. <laughs> uh, the only one that picks it up is Iolo. Now what? I want to know this. I, I think so. So what you're saying is it picks it up? Does it clear it? Uh, it has a couple of times, and then uh, another time it said um, uh, not fixed. Have you got one of the four options I'm about to read to you? Norton, Kaspersky, Trend Micro, 
or oh, now, McAfee, the big four? Have you got any of those four? No. no how, I, how, how much are you paying for those antivirus systems that you have? I looked at the Iola, it was about 19. Uh, I do the malware, malware bytes premium and the Avast premium. Right. Mate, honestly, what I'd want... I think your problem is you're infected and you need to start from scratch. Um, yep. If you're saying it, it comes back, then there's something lurking. Now, the only way yep. to do that is to not back up the whole device and restore it, but to back up your, your content, so photos and videos and files, put them on a, on a secure um, storage, or whether it's the cloud yep. or a hard drive, and wipe yeah, that yep. baby. Just wipe that computer. Uh, Windows key, restore, and just do a full wipe of the computer so it brings Windows back to scratch. And then install one by one the, the software that you need. I would also yes. like to see whether you could try one of the big four and only one of the big four. So get rid of all the other ones that you're using and yep. just go, right, I'm going to treat this like car insurance. I'm going to invest in the best. Yep. And, you know, we, I would recommend Trend Micro because we have a good relationship with them. But I always say those big four are the four that are yep. meant, to, meant to have the best protections on, on multiple levels. So uh, I'd be flabbergasted if you were infected with a computer that was protected by one of those four, mate. Mate, the computer's two weeks old. <laughs> wow. Two, sorry, yeah. in two weeks you've, you've uh, obtained this infection? Well, I, I, I keep all my, my files on a portable hard drive, a Seagate, uh-huh. and uh, so, so my C drive and my H drive have both got it. That is the H drive the external? Correct. Wow, man, that's that's problematic because you don't want to introduce that to to even a clean system. So yeah. you need to make sure that when you clean that system and go back to scratch, you you introduce one of those top level um, uh, antivirus internet security systems before you even plug that drive in. Um, yep. And you need to in the settings you need to make sure that they're they're set up to scan external devices so that when you do plug that in, it won't let you use it until it's been scanned. And then. Uh-huh. Because it's an external hard drive, it can be cleaned much easier. Because the, yep. the C drive can be cleaned and then there can be other things lurking, whereas the, the H drive doesn't have any software on it. It only has files. So there's nothing, yep. nothing going to execute off that. So let's, let's give that a crack. Um, I, I'd like you to try that in the next seven days. Get, get yep. Trend Micro installed. Um, do the, do the reformat, install it, and then plug it in and see what you come up with and let yep. me know how you go, will you, buddy? I shall certainly do that uh, like a on doctor Monday, writing a prescription. Sure. Thank you, sir. All right, mate. Um, your, your referral is to Trend Micro, and we'll see you again in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll give you a buzz. Thanks, my friend. Good on you, mate. Cheers. Um, you know, referrals are important to, to, from a doctor. It's the only way the medical system works, apparently. Um, interesting. I, look, it's funny. I haven't heard about a, like a Trojan virus in such a long time. Um, and I, I respect that there's a bunch of pieces of software out there, and some of them are much cheaper. But there's also cheap car insurance, and probably doesn't cover you for certain things, right? That's that's why I want to know whether he's going to get that protection. Uh, EFTM podcast. You can get in touch. Go to the website eftm.com. And as I said, download the EFTM app. If you're on an iPhone, you're listening to this, and you haven't downloaded the EFTM app. What the hell have you been thinking? Hey, take a good hard look at yourself. Taking your calls, helping you with your tech questions. Brad's on the line. G'day, Brad. How you going? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Uh, currently looking at a couple of TVs. Um, just 
don't know what to look for and what not to look for. What, um, what's our, what are we looking for size-wise? What can we fit in the lounge room? Oh, 75 is definitely what I want to get. So you're saying 75 and up? No, 75. Okay, spot on. Right, yeah. That narrows it nicely, oh. yes. I've already made that decision. Yeah. Uh, I currently got an old Samsung UA60 uh, H7000, yeah. which is an old 3D LED. Oh, 3D, TV. mate. Have you still got the glasses? Yep, still works. <laughs> Have you got any 3D content? Yep. Wow. Do you watch it much? Kids do. Yeah. You know the new one's not going to have that, right? I don't care. Okay. As long as the kids know, mate. Don't want to upset the kids. <laughs> what do we want to spend on this 75-inch replacement for that cracking TV? Not a huge amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I've looked at the Samsung Q70. Yep. So what do you think that's of that about, model? That's about three grand. Um, that's a great TV. Um, you know, yeah. it's obviously a couple of runs down from their top end, but Jesus. Um, the thing about the Q70 is, firstly, it's QLED, so you are getting their, their impressive picture. Um, yep. It doesn't have... The completely bezel-less look of the Q90, but it does come close. Like it's got a, got a good slim bezel on it, and importantly, it's got all the Samsung you know apps and everything built in. So yeah, well, you know, that's the it's that's a lot the of advantage because um, what we've got now, we can't do all the apps. You have to run, try to run everything through Foxtel, but I still can't do Prime. I can't do Stan and all that. Ah, so Prime, Stan, Netflix, all built into the Samsung without any concern at all. Um, plus, yep. you can install the Foxtel Now app if you want to use the the Now app instead of the box. Um, the only, the only thing I'd say then is, you know, there's another five hundred dollars to save on the Q60, which is still a, a QLED, still seventy five inches. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know whether your eyes are good enough to even notice the difference. It's probably worth looking at the physical difference between them. They might again, it might just be around the bezel. Five hundred bucks for right. a thinner bezel is it really worth the the extra? You know. Um, well, as a, at this point of time, um, I can get the Q70 at the same price as the 60. Oh, well, that's good. Yep. So you're getting it for like two and a half, you reckon? Uh, two, three. Shit, that's excellent, mate. Mate, I don't, I don't, I don't think know. we need. I mean, let's let's go down. Uh, you know, a bunch of pegs. Obviously, for two grand, there's TCL and stuff. But I, yeah, I mate, I'm just saying to you right now, go and buy that TV. Like that's that's a great deal. Um, well, I had. I did originally have um, LG many years ago and a Sony many years ago, mm-hmm. and I've loved them both. Um, that's why I want to talk in comparison. Is it worth sticking and staying, or is it so is LG, or the, are they all on par with each other these days? I do think that. Like, I won't lie. I think they're pretty much all on par with each other. When you look at them, they've all got uh, steps up the ladder in every price point, which is all about picture quality and viewing angles and all those things. Um mm-hmm. Uh, LG don't have quite as many apps as Samsung. They're missing Ko, for example. Sports. If you yep. watch a lot of sports and you want to get rid of your Foxtel, that's a that's a real bummer on the on the uh, LGs. But they've got Apple TV and all that stuff. Um, yep. Sony, you know, their new Google TVs. That that'd be the only one I'd want you to look at. Is the I think it's the 80J X80J. So yep. it's got Google TV, which is the very latest from Google and Android on the TV. And it's, it's a beautiful operating system. You know, every app except Foxtel basically is on that, and it's beautiful. And Sony mm-hmm. do make a beautiful television. I've never had any complaints about Sony's. Okay. So maybe worth just a quick squeeze at the Sony 80J. And the other right. part about that, when you when you show someone like JB, for example, that you're, you know, not all in sold on that Samsung, even though they've done you a great deal... Mate, drive them hard. Get a soundbar or something. You know, get get something out of it. There might be an incentive to get the Sony over the Samsung. 
Um, but I, I would hazard, hazard to guess you won't be disappointed with either. Right, okay. That's the bottom line, mate. All right, okay. Yeah, because I've, I've done online a few reviews and all that, and some people were just seen saying the sound quality on the 70 is not great, and and then some say on the 80J Sony viewing's not the greatest, and so it's mixed reports for me. You know, here's the problem, and this is weird for me to say, but here's the problem with reviews. Until you find the person that has the same eyeball as you, that's the person mm-hmm. that notices the same things you do, it's very hard to, to, to know which review to follow. They're, all reviews are trustworthy, but it's just... which. So when I do a headphone review, for example, some people have better ears than me. But but for the people that have my ears and, and worse, then I'm a great judge of those things. Um, I oh. always say, for example, with TVs, I... I like a look of a $1,200 TV as much as I do a $2,000 TV because I don't notice much of the difference. And I'm more about the hip pocket. So I think that you can get really bummed down on on comparing one after the other, especially when you're in store. You can hopefully notice the difference if you're allowed in store. Don't know where you are. Where are you? And uh, In lockdown. Victoria. (laughs) Um, So once you can get in store and look at the two side by side, maybe that will help you understand... The, the, the thing to look at, here's what I do on a TV. I try and queue up something with a dark scene so that you can see if there's any blooming from the bright into the dark areas, and you stand the TV on an angle. So you stand to the side and see, do they both yeah, look well that, the same that's what I've been, from the angle? That's what I've been doing because um, the TV I currently got, if you look on the side, all you see is um, like a cloudy picture. Yeah, well, that's rubbish. So, you know, that's that's you got to look at viewing angle. You should stand in a store and, and look at both those TVs. And decide yep. which one which one continues to deliver the same colour brightness um, and picture clarity uh, on yep. that angle. And I, I I'd be amazed if you didn't pick either of them because they're both. And bright. do does motion rates and all that make a big difference? That they do to some people, but again, that's a that's a very subjective thing. Depends what you watch yeah. and how good your eyes are. So I don't. Oh, well, we're competitive on like car racing, footy, cricket. Yeah. So basketball, so they love the fast motion. And I, I watched qualify, qualifying last um, round on a uh, cheap Linsar Good Guys TV, and I didn't notice yep. any motion blur. But what I'm saying is, if the best, like Stephen Fennick was sitting with me, he would have gone, that's blurry or something. But see, motion blur is different to blurring. So it's not like the screen is just blurry. It's just that you, you people with the best eyes see the car in its current position and, you know, a half a frame backwards in, you know, one-tenth opacity. Like, it's it's a very, very hard thing to see. And uh, yeah, well, I, I can, I can a, notice that. Mate, I'd be amazed if there was much difference between the, the Q60 and the and the X80 uh, from Samsung and Sony. It'd be a big difference yep. when you go down to the TCL and the Hisense at the cheaper level. But, yep. mate, I, I'd, again, I'd, I'd, I think you'd be great with that Samsung. All right. Happy I'll, shopping, brother. I think I'll stay with the semi. Mate, you're in a good place. It's kind of part of the family. I think you're going to do a good thing by upgrading, and you're getting a great deal on the Q70. All right, cool. Good luck, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Uh, yeah, anytime. Uh, get in touch. Um, it's fun thinking of you know, buying through other people's eyes. <laughs> but um, not always easy because it's all subjective. Really important to remember that every step of the way. EFTM.com. If you've got a question, just click Ask Trev. I'll try and get back to you as soon as I can. G'day, Andrew. 
Hey Trev, how you doing buddy? Really good mate, how are you? I know you're in lockdown like we are because you're down south, uh, apologies, I feel like that's probably our fault but you know, life goes on, it's the way it is isn't it? Yeah, it's where we are and we're just going to push through. Yeah, we're all pretty used to it. you got kids so homeschooling, what's, mm-hmm. what's the yep. GO? Yes, yeah, no, homeschooling, he's done all his work today so he's uh, currently uh, playing. <laughs> Do you find <laughs> they get it done at like by lunchtime? That's what I found with mine this week, it was like, hang on a minute. Was there nothing scheduled for the afternoon? And most of the time it's like well-being or pee. I said to my oldest yesterday, I said, go for a bloody walk. Come back when your yep. Apple Watch says four kilometres or more. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, no, we're going for a walk shortly. Very good. Well, I won't I won't keep you too long. What did you want to talk about today? Look, um, I've got an older um, Nighthawk router, an R7000, yep. and uh, I've just purchased a, a new laptop that has the Wi-Fi 6, ah. and I'm just wondering if it's, if it's worth upgrading the Nighthawk. I mean, oh geez, tough question, really, because if it, if you're not noticing any issues with the network, why? Why would you, mm-hmm. right? Um, like I was looking, so I just upgraded our HFC connection to 1,000 megabit, and yep. I'm thinking, well, this is going to be great, and I'm only getting like 400, 500. So what I'm going to do now is investigate whether I'm going to do my own, you know, what I say to everyone, go to the modem and do the checks. I've, I've just been mucking around with it on Wi-Fi. I'm going to find mm-hmm. out whether whether maybe my Wi-Fi network isn't capable of the extra speed, and so I need to do some work on that, or whether that's just what the capability of my house is. If sure. I notice that because, you know, homeschooling, more people on the network, the speeds were down or throughput was down or whatever, then I would I would first say what's happening with the network. But, man, if you're not noticing it, then is it really going to make a big difference to your life? It's obviously an investment. But if you want to take advantage of it, that's the difference. There's a difference between noticing it and just wanting to take advantage. So obviously your Wi-Fi 6 device and in future devices will have a better connectivity. They will have no congestion. So you'll, And you may well notice that almost instantly by connecting to a Wi-Fi 6 network in your home. Um, mm-hmm. Just, I guess, response time is the kind of things you'll see. But then there's the gaming side of things, you know. Um, if you wanted to upgrade to a gaming router that's going to give you quality of service control so you can actually route traffic, prioritise traffic to certain devices like the TV or your computer over and above the kids' devices or whatever it might be. Or the kids' right. kids gaming machine over and above everything else in the house, you know? Oh, exactly. Well, that that is a consideration with the Xbox and the, and the PC and what have you. Yeah. And it was, I was wondering if that... It, if I um, needed to, uh, if that would work going through the modem or, or would I need to reconfigure the, the, the modem to pass through to the router and have the router do the hand the uh, Okay, so what sort of NBN connection do you have? I've got uh, fibre to the node um, running a Thompson, you know, standard little Thompson from my iNet. Yeah, so the answer is yes, you need the modem. Unfortunately, for FTTN <laughs> connections, and I think, and I've, I've asked a lot and I've found a lot, but I think they're the only ones. Because you're using the, the legacy copper and therefore it's kind of tricking the, the network into being uh, full-speed broadband, um, <laughs> the, the modem's there to do that work. Whereas at my place, the modem... I've got is useless because I've got the little black box from the NBM, which is literally, they call it an NTD because it's the network termination device. It's like the end of their tentacle in my home. I just got to plug my, my Warby into that and I get Wi-Fi for the whole house. No modem required. So it's just a network connection. So unfortunately you do, but there's no issue with using a modem and a router as long as you configure the router from the start in the right mode. So 
you know, when you go through the wizard, it'll it'll tell you, or you can nerd out and, and get deep in it. But you know, it's like bridge mode, so that it knows it's not in control of all the traffic and there's traffic coming through to it. And then if you notice anything, um, like if you're doing port forwarding and stuff, you've got to do a bit of work on that. But I don't think you'll need, for the kind of stuff you're talking about, so taking advantage of Wi-Fi 6, no configuration required. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. even, even QoS, quality of service and, and device priority, that's happening on the router. It doesn't, the modem doesn't need to know that's happening because the modem yeah. is just accepting whatever traffic the router pushes out of it and sends back. So, yeah, I don't think, I don't think you'd have any issue with uh, plug-and-play replacing one for the other. And to get to get the full quality out of that, would you need to plug the modem into the internet in on the router rather than just a LAN port? No, just a LAN port, because okay. because the modem the modem that you've got that internet in port is only there if you had um, an NTD from the NBN. Sure. That's where that would plug in, but then I would tell you to get rid of the modem. If so, if you have yeah. that ability, so you've got in my in my mind's eye, I'm seeing six ports on the back of your modem: four are LAN ports, one is an internet in, and one is a like a, a the phone uh, connection. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yes. So, so if you were just to move house and go to a house that had fibre to the premise or HFC or something, you would no longer use the phone plug; you would use the internet in plug. So those two are kind of um, one or the other, and the other mm-hmm. four are simply for distributing that internet through the home. Um, and in your case, you're going to do that through um, the router you've got or a new router. So right. I just need to do some research on whether the router will will do quality of service from LAN port to LAN port. It, you remember that the, the, the router is doing quality of So you're using the internet input of the router to the LAN port of the Thompson modem. And so what's happening is the quality of service is once the traffic comes in through from, from the, the copper, um, mm-hmm. through the phone line, into the modem, and then out the LAN port, into the router through the internet input, it's at that point where your, mo- your router says, okay, I want this to be prioritized above everything else and yep. sends it off. So, okay, yeah, no, that, that was my next question is which, which one just LAN in or the, the internet in, and it has to be the internet in on that's the router right. for it yeah. to work properly. So you're essentially mm-hmm. telling... You don't need you, you. You're tricking the router in a sense. You're just telling the router that's where your internet's coming from. It doesn't need to know whether it's coming through a, a VDSL modem or through a direct connection in an office. You know, um, it doesn't care. It's just getting traffic. It's just getting connectivity and allowing anything that's connected to it to use that connectivity. So yeah, okay. internet in and on the router. That's right, and just turn the firewall off on the modem itself, so I'm not getting a double. Yeah, exactly. Double Disable. Everything you can on that modem. So turn mm-hmm. off the Wi-Fi, turn off any firewalling, rely on the router. And and the other thing I say to people is don't plug anything else into the modem. Even though yeah. you're sitting, you know what I, I look at, you go, you're in the same office, like the, the modem's in the office and there's a TV in there or there's a printer. Don't, and, and you run out of LAN ports on your, on your, on your router, don't plug mm-hmm. anything into the modem because then they're on a separate network for a start. So, you know, printing to a network drive and stuff is impossible. But also, you lose the complete protection of anything you build into the router. So, no, exactly. the modem should only have uh, the phone line coming into it, a power line coming into it, and from a LAN port, a single cable going out to the to the router. And then everything you can on the modem should be disabled from Wi-Fi through to any QoS that might exist on it or firewalls. Turn it all off so that mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a raw pass-through of the network. All right, I'll uh, definitely... I've got most of it off, but I, there are a few more items I know I need to turn off on it. Good luck.
No worries. I'll look at this other... Let me know uh, if you end up going to Wi-Fi 6 and, and, and critically whether you notice a difference straight away or whether it'll be a down-the-track thing once all the over the time your, your devices upgrade. Yeah, exactly. The follow-up's always good. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Good on you, buddy. Thanks, Trev. Stay well. Uh, enjoy lockdown, mate. Let's uh, let's make a thing of it. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds good. All right, buddy. Stay well. See ya. And uh, if you've got a question like Andrew, it's always great to, to hear regulars. Andrew, if you're your tech life listener from, I'm talking, you know, eight, ten odd years ago. Um, Andrew's been a listener for that long and I appreciate his uh, loyalty over that time. I remember Andrew um, was one of the one of the few who honestly did give me feedback when we switched from Your Tech Life to EFTM. I was like, dude, this is not what I want. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Um, here's the radio show you could listen to, I think it was at the time. Um, I'm sure Andrew's pleased like many that um, we're back to back to the good old days. Thanks for your loyalty, Andrew. It's uh, it's greatly appreciated. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Travel along with you, taking your calls, trying to help with anything technology I can help you with. Gordon's on the line. G'day, Gordon. Hello, how are you? Really good, mate. What can I do for you? I just want to know how do I pick a good TV and, uh, and for a good price? So, I, you know what? It's a great question because, you know, so many TVs are bought every single day, but... The, the first thing I always say is, how big do you want? And is size more important than price? Which is more important to you? Uh, size. I agree wholeheartedly, especially when it comes to TVs. Nothing else in life, just size, just TVs. Um, do you know what size you want to get or can fit? Uh, 70 to 75. Right, so you can fit a 75. Boom, that's what we're yep. going to get. So I, here's what I love doing. I love, um, and this is probably pretty obvious to anyone who's heard me do this, but I just go to the JB website, JB Hi-Fi, or Harvey, you could do either. You choose the 75 and then sort by highest to lowest because it's always good to look at the top end and tell yourself, well, I can't afford a $7,000 TV, right? So I'm going to tell myself that straight away because then it's really how much can I afford to spend? Now, I would say to you straight up, looking at this, the, the price goes down as low as 1200 and as we just heard, as high as kind of seven or eight grand. So the average kind of midpoint there is there's a lot of TVs in the two to two and a half price range. And put simply, can you afford to spend that much money, Gordon? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So so you're in the good you're in the, the best position then because you are talking about kind of the best um, mainstream TVs on the market. There there are it's it's literally TV season. There's still new models hitting the market right now. Um, I absolutely, and I've, I've already had another caller today talking about Samsung and Sony, but what's interesting, and people will compare those two calls, you haven't heard it, Gordon, but you know that guy was a Samsung guy. He, he had a Samsung, was pretty much looking to buy a Samsung and really just wanted me to convince him it was the right thing to do. Whereas yep. I'm saying to you, anything you buy, and I'm looking at this list going, uh, da, 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 anything with a two in front of it is going to be amazing. So at 1900, you start to go, this is, there's a slightly different television. And I'll tell you how you know. Samsung have a thing called QLED, amazing technology. But they also have a thing called Crystal UHD, which is the one yeah. below. That's the technology below QLED. That's at 1995, QLED 2495 starting point, right? So yeah. There's a $500 difference, and, and that's an important difference because they're different screen technologies. So those TVs will look different, and I think that's really important to know. Um, LG use NanoCell versus just plain old UHD. So Samsung, Sony, Hisense, LG, four big, excellent, brilliant brands 
all of them will please you greatly, especially if you get a 2021 model TV. So, mate, looking at the prices on the JB website, 2395 for a Sony brand new, $2495 for a Hisense or a Samsung brand new. One of those three TVs is going to absolutely blow your mind. Oh, I've got, we've got a Hisense on our TV and our wall at home, 85-inch. Absolutely love it. What do you watch? What what apps do you use? Oh, just the um, just a normal uh, like Netflix, Stan, a uh, bit of um, um, Disney, Ko, Amazon. Yeah, that, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, Amazon, Amazon. Okay, and what about Ko Sport? No, I don't. I oh, know. I haven't got into that one yet. Do you have Foxtel for Sport? Pretty much, yeah. Get rid of it, mate. Save some cash. Twenty-five bucks a month for Ko. So much better off. Anyway, that's a whole other problem that you've got. Um, but look, um, I, I think the the Hisense is an unbelievable TV. I think their their new models look amazing. I, w- I would be I'd be absolutely happy if you bought a Hisense because I reckon you'd call me back and go, "How good's this TV?" <laughs> yeah, oh, cool. They're a great TV. So, mate, seventy five inches is big. You're going to need to get it installed on the wall, which is a fun yep. job, but it's going to look sick. Um, don't spend more than three grand. Don't spend less than two grand. That's my advice. Righto. All right. Good man. Enjoy. Happy shopping, Gordon. Awesome. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. And uh, you can get in touch anytime you like. Um, I'll go shopping for you. And see, listen to that call, right? And let's go back to, was it Brad? I think it was Brad who was going to buy a Samsung. And th- th- there's a different answer because they're different people. Do you notice... You know, Gordon didn't really talk about anything about his knowledge of picture quality or his concern around them. There's a difference in what you do, what you want, and what you watch. He just wanted a 75-inch TV. I reckon he'd be very happy with that high sense. Uh, love to hear from you anytime. To go to the website, EFTM.com. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Appreciate you always being there for me, like hopefully I am for you. Trevor Long with you, taking your calls. Uh, and Les is on the line. G'day, Les. Hi, how are you? Yeah, really good, Les. What can I do for you? My mother is getting on and she's starting to get dementia mm. and she's got a TV remote which has got miles too many buttons for her and, <laughs> and she gets confused and then she starts to hit the wrong buttons and that and then she says, my TV's not working. So I was just wondering, is there a re- like a TV remote that's got maybe uh, the channel buttons and the volume buttons and yeah. nothing else, just like maybe – and an on and off button, so four, five buttons. What what sort of TV has she got? She's got – it's an older version, but it's an LG. Okay, well, that's good because I was going to say there's a lot of cool things you can get, but honestly, some of them struggle with random TV. So I'll give you an example. I put a TV up on the wall in what we call in the kids' games room, um, yep. and the Chromecast has its own remote, and so you can control the volume and stuff in one remote, and it – there's no this brand didn't even exist on their exhaustive list, so it's very hard to program. Um, and a lot of the products I'm going to recommend to you are not smart at all, so they're not you know you can't just type in a product name and it just works. So they're going to be hit and miss. What happens is, yep. and I haven't let me be clear, I haven't tried any of these, so you are going to be a guinea pig for yourself and me. <laughs> okay. But what will happen is these remotes. You'll point them at the TV and they won't do anything. And I, I think there'll be a setup process where it goes, you know, pointed at the TV until. It works, and then press this button, which kind of registers on it what the uh, what the TV is that you have. Basically, most okay. TVs power 
volume and channel is the same kind of frequency and, and infrared thing anyway, which is why yeah. these universal things exist. But, mate, if you uh, – what I Googled was dementia remote TV volume. I know it's terribly weird and an awful thing to have to, to, to Google, but there's yeah. some great products out there, mate. Honestly, it looks amazing. There's, there's, a, there's one that's bright orange – because then also when you when your vision starts to go, it stands out. It's very obvious on the couch or wherever it is. Um, it's also good for kids. There's a there's there's one that's a, probably a bit bigger, but it, but again, it puts the buttons in a color as well, so she knows that the the orange buttons are volume and the blue buttons oh, okay. are um, um, of a channel. Um, yeah. So I'm Amazon.com.au has a couple of things called big button remotes. So the remote. the key words are big button and universal. That's what you want. You want something that's going to be universal. Universal, yeah. And mate, yep. the the Amazon one I'm looking at does look the best. It's called a flipper, F L I W P E R. It's a hundred bucks. That's uh, that's are all. they easy to program? I don't think they will. I think here's what'll happen. You'll get it, and it'll either work or it won't. Now the good news is I saw I if, saw one on mm-hmm. on the internet, and you and you um, face it to the current remote yes and it must transfer the data or something from one so to the other. what it does is it, it it's it's a learning experience so what it does is it, it 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 takes the code from the one that you have and and receives it most of these cheap ones i'm recommending to you don't do yep. that um it it's these just work because there's there's certain there's a certain number of, of commands that just work, and so you just need to flick a switch to tell it how it works. But as I say, Matt, I haven't actually tried it, so I can't tell you what the process is. But yep. the interesting thing on this flipper one is it actually has a, a panel that slides down, and underneath it are the actual number pads, so that if you're there, you ah. could, you'd be able to you know change the channel yourself. But it slides yeah. away, and you could tape that up if you wanted to. So, so 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 you can slide it so she can't see all those extra. She, buttons. she doesn't see them all the time. No dramas right. at all. Now the flipper that I'm seeing on Amazon is probably the most expensive of the bunch. But yep. see, and as much as I love eBay and all that stuff, Amazon's great because if if you don't like it, you just you go to the website and you go doesn't work or I don't like it and you just send it back like it's just it's okay. brilliant you go to a drop-off point near you and, and you just send it back it's unbelievably good service for a retailer okay. which doesn't exist in most places there's some yeah. good ones on on ebay kogan have one called a universal remote for kids and seniors it's only 30 bucks oh, okay. and it literally has uh one of five buttons power channel up channel down volume up volume down and a mute button at the bottom yeah so okay, thank you very much. I think that you'll be fine. Um, yeah. I, I would. I'd, I'd roll the dice on the hundred dollar one from Amazon and uh, yeah. and or the thirty dollar one from Kogan, mate. I think you'll you'll end up with a with a great solution there for Mum. Okay, thank you very much. I'll um, I'll give it a try and see how it goes. Good on you, Les, and uh, best of luck with it all, mate. Yeah, thank you very much. Cheers. And if you've got a question, like Les, anytime, uh, just go to the website eftm.com. EFTM. This is the EFTM podcast. EFTM podcast. It's good to be back on the swing of things. Homeschooling has caused chaos for everyone, lockdowns as well. But I've found a few hours to sit down and do the show. So good to be here, good to be back. And if you've got a question, you go to the website eftm.com and click Ask Trev. That's what James did. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Trev. How are you? You're locked down? Big time, mate. Working from home, living the dream. How good is <laughs> it? Kids. Like, oh, I I was, it. You know what I've decided? Um, and a lot of people won't like this, but I'm, I'm just going to say happy lockdown. Uh, I'm going to treat it like a like an annual celebration, you know. Let's just let's just be positive about it. I agree. I got to say the uh, the best part about it, I'm doing a bit of a dry July. Yep. And yeah, the lockdown's helping big time. No that's visitors. And, yeah. 
Well, the only thing is, so I've done all right on the weight loss front, but um, recently Cadbury released a chocolate that I do love. And so the odd trip to the uh, servo to pick up milk, you know, the, the essentials, has ended in <laughs> a bit of chocolate consumption, I won't lie. So I, Yeah, I have a gold membership at 7-Eleven with their bloody Krispy Kreme. <laughs> See, I don't like Krispy Kremes. I'm a Donut King man. So you know, <laughs> if Donut King was suddenly appearing everywhere else, that'd be great. But see, the problem is Krispy Kremes are disgusting. Um, they can be they can be kept in a in a little cabinet for days. That's Don't why. That's why, mate. You need a fresh Donut King donut. Yeah. Anyway, we're not here to talk donuts. Um, <laughs> Let's talk TVs, right? What What are you looking? You're looking to buy something, mate? Yeah, I've just seen the uh, the catalog that's come out about the new Aldi 82 inch. Yep, I've uh, purchased a couple recently. One for my parents, uh, a couple for smaller rooms. Yep. I'm not when, sure when you say you purchased on. a couple, or what, which brands have you purchased for those rooms? From from Aldi, yep. so their uh, their brand. Yes, Mum's quite happy with hers. I think it was a 68 inch. Yep, it's quite big, and you know it serves a purpose for her. Yep, for myself, a bit more um, more fussy, I suppose. Yeah, totally. I currently, yeah, I have a Samsung which we use as our like our main TV. Yep, bit of a theatre room being built, kind of. You know what I mean? Uh, yep. And being 82 inch, and that price is just ridiculous. So I wasn't sure. Uh, what I'm getting for the money, really. So, you know, I think it's unbelievable. That's what I think. I had okay. I lugged the frigging thing up the stairs here at the office. It was enormous. I didn't even yeah. take it out of the box. It would have been easier if they just sent me the empty box. But anyway, that was it was just my <laughs> idiocy. Um, but here's my experience. I know the company that makes the Bourne TVs. Um, yep. They're the same TVs as, as Linsar and a bunch of other brands around the place. You know, all right. these non, non, non-name non brands come from pretty much a couple of places. Yeah. And there's a couple, There's two things to take into account. One is picture quality, one is software. Let's talk software first. Mm-hmm. There's, um, I'm going to say there's three types of Ali TV these days. There's the, what we call a Netflix TV, there's yep. an Android TV, and there's a WebOS TV. Now, the Netflix TVs have Netflix, they might have Amazon Prime, YouTube, and YouTube Kids on them. And They're they, all preloaded, right? Yes. Yes. Is that what your mum's got? Uh, no. She got an Android TV? She has, yes. So so that's one step up where you can actually add your own apps. You can you can sign into an account and you can add KO, everything. It's, it's brilliant. Yeah. And then yeah. there's this new one, which is mm-hmm. WebOS. Now, yes. it's LG's operating system, which is yeah. amazing. I'm just still blown away that it even is available on other TVs. And it also yeah. means that the remote control you get is their magic remote. So it's like a mouse. You just wave your wand at the TV and it's, it's made. It's brilliant. It's a really good operating system. If and user-friendly? Very much so. Very much so. Okay. If I had the choice, I would try. I would get an Android because, <laughs> I, because you have more choice. There is okay. more apps, more flexibility for you. There's just more, right? Okay. But the default apps, the, the apps that come with it are absolutely fine. But, mate, for, okay. for $12.99 plus delivery, yep. the, the, you're, missing, you're missing a point. The, the software doesn't matter. Because for a hundred bucks at JB Hi-Fi, yep. you get yep. a Chromecast with Google TV, or Correct. for maybe two fifty, you buy an Apple TV. So mm-hmm. that leads us to the next question of picture quality. Now yep. I had the Linsar, which is good on sale at Good Guys. Linsar yep. eighty-two inch TV. Okay. Um, sitting here at the office, and when lockdown started, um, for some reason, my wife said, "Why don't you turn the garage into a kids' games room?" And I went, "Are you okay?" I was um, going to say, was he drunk? <laughs> well, mate, but here's the thing. The garage has got a door. It's shut. 
And so what she's saying is do whatever you want in there, but not in the house. So we went, okay, mum. And I pull, I back the Kenny the Kia Carnival up to the office, and I put the eighty-two inch TV into the into the car. And by the way, they don't fit in anything. So in a box, that thing won't yep. fit anywhere. You need to get it I, delivered. I was going to say I did see it on the Today Show when you were standing next to it, and oh my goodness, it was it's massive, unbelievable. It's so good. Um, anyway, um, I went to Amazon.com and I bought a quality uh, weight weight um, suitable mount for it for two hundred dollars yep. um, for the wall. And I personally drilled that into the wall, four anchor screws, boom, bolts into the wall, measured mm-hmm. out, and I thought, I'm, I've done this. And then I got my 14-year-old son to help me lift the bloody thing, and it was hard. We well, struggled. We struggled, but we got it up, and so it's on the yep. wall. So in terms of picture quality, because I think this is going to be the exact same with the Bourne, yep. no, it's not great. But do you know when it's not great? When you're on like the menu of an Xbox or when you're on a screen that's all black with, with white writing on it. So what right. you, what I notice as a, as a person who reviews these things is I notice the backlighting isn't consistent. You get this kind of blooming here and blooming there. Right. So I thought, oh, this is you know, okay. But then the kids, they've got their bean bags. We've got bean bags for the room from Amazon. We've got everything happening in that room, right? right. And I go, let's watch a movie. So we got a fetch box hooked up to it as well, and we picked a movie, an animated movie, like The Croups or something. I don't know. It was some weird. Okay, yes. Very cool Plenty of colour and stuff. Lots of colour. Mate, yeah. I sat back, watched that movie, and went, this is awesome. Wow. Awesome. Like, honestly? Yeah. Mate, put it in the theatre room. Enjoy. Yeah. You've got a, so your options are you get a, you paint a wall with good paint and you put a projector in, right, and you've got a bigger screen. Or you spend... Absolutely, bucket loads more money, and you get a you know a top of the line bloody screen. Yeah, no, yeah. mate, buy the Aldi TV, enjoy okay. the hell out of it, and mate, in a year or two when you go, actually, we could do better. Do better. Yeah, right. <laughs> and just on that year or two, that was also a concern. You only get a uh, one year warranty. Well, you get a one year warranty, but you're still covered by Australian consumer law. Okay. Always remember that. So if that TV fails. In the next, yes. I'm going to say four years for a cheap TV, right? Yep. Fails, and I mean there's a big green line down the screen. It doesn't turn on or yep. whatever. As long as you didn't do it, then mm-hmm. you go to Aldi and you walk in. Well, I'm a Parramatta supporter, mate, so potentially I could put my foot through it. Well, that is not going to be covered by Australian <laughs> Consumer Law, okay? Okay, I'm hearing that. All right. Now, that's the problem. <laughs> Don't get angry and throw <laughs> anything at it. Yep. Uh, I'm a Parramatta fan too, so let's just not talk about that. Um okay. The if you if it has a big green line through it, dead pixels or whatever, you walk into Aldi and you say, "I'd like to um, speak to the manager," and they pick the manager yes. and you say, um, "I've got a photo here on my phone of my TV because I'm not going to bring it in. It's 82 inches. Uh, I mm-hmm. bought this here. Here's the receipt." He'll say it's not covered by warranty. You'll say it's covered by Australian consumer law. There's absolutely no reason why this shouldn't still work. He'll go, "No, nah, it's not." And you'll argue and you yep. will tell him that if he doesn't help you, that you will go to the uh, ombudsman and a fair trading. And right. they will poo their pants and give you a new TV, um, of of whatever make they have at the time. But okay. also, mate, if you can get three or four years out of the thing, yeah, then and that's the thing. I don't mind if it goes that three or four years for that price. That's right. I, I'm all. That's the that, mentality you know? to take it with. You, yeah. I, I actually think that that games that TV in my games room mainly because it's not the main TV, therefore not being turned on and off every day. Mm-hmm. It's not being used every day. I reckon it's probably going to last me five or six years. Okay. And all I'm going to do is upgrade the Apple TV on it and stuff like that. And and yep. 
Mate, when my kids start to notice the quality or the blooming or the whatever the heck is going on, I'll be like, yeah. well, dude, you do my job and we're all sorted because I don't need to review tech anymore. You can do that for me. Perfect. Um, so, mate, honestly, buy yeah. it. You'll love there it. There you go. Because, Just mate, it is questions. epic size. Like, I, I still walk into that room and go, holy crap, it's well, yeah. huge. Like I said, when you stood next to that and I got my tape measure out and measured it and I've gone, oh, wow, like, surely it's not this big. So, have you? Have you? is the room built like do you know where it's going to go i do yes Get, so at mate, the moment, what i did to, to convince yep. my wife to, to allow us to upgrade the living room tv i got painters tape and i i drew i put corners i put the corners of where the new tv was going to be she yes. walked in with these massive green tape and this 65 inch tv in the middle and i went that's the size she goes get it <laughs> and wow. I went, thank you very much and so we, that's we've got an 85 inch high sense in our lounge room yeah um okay so yeah with this Aldi one, mm. if you watch uh, Free to Wear, yep. like I'm watching the news, Today Show, and so forth, yep. I notice when I'm in Harvey Norman and so forth, the quality isn't quite there. No, that's right. Because it's so big, right? That's right. Yep. So the better the quality, of the content coming in, mm-hmm. the better. So think of it this way: it's a 4K TV, right? So yep. I should declare that the movie we watched the other night was not in 4K. Actually, no, it wasn't. It was HD. So the thing, a word you might hear a lot is upscaling. The ability, so I've got an 8K TV here in the office and I'm watching it now and I'm watching SD content. But Samsung, Samsung have amazing technology that knows how to turn a little picture into a big one. Whereas Kogan and Linsar and Bourne, they don't. Well, they they could, but that would cost more money and that's why it's cheap TV. So there is a compromise to be made in its ability to show you a picture that isn't good on such a big screen. But the yeah. better you watch, so the if you're... Be. That's right. Every time you can, choose 4K. So if you're, yes. if you're going to watch a movie, choose a 4K version. Because yeah. I remember this with the first uh, cheap 4K TV I had. It was a Kogan. It was Dick Smith, actually. It was 200 mm-hmm. bucks. It was like a 40-incher. And, and watching the news looked awful. Because it just didn't know how to feel. It didn't know how to take 720 pixels and turn them into 2,000. But yep. then, when I plugged in an Apple TV 4K and watched a 4K movie, I went, oh, my God, this is beautiful. So when you're watching 4K content on any 4K TV, it's yes. going to be good. When you're watching non-4K content on a bad quality computing-wise 4K yep. TV, then it's, you're going to notice the difference. That's when you'll notice the difference. Yeah. There you go. Okay. One final question, if you don't mind. Yeah. I'm kind of into this uh, new to IPTV. Yep. Downloaded a couple of uh, apps. I don't know. Is it legal, first of all? No. Oh, okay. Can we talk about it? Yeah, you can talk about it. Like, well, I don't know what specifically you're talking about, but let me put it to you this way. If you're yeah. watching something that yeah. is not avail- that sorry, that is available in Australia on a paid platform and you're getting yeah. it another way, yeah. then in some way you're you're bypassing or infringing the rights of the person who owns the content, right? If, even though I'm paying a subscription? To who? What's the name of the company? Uh, I actually can't remember this one. I've changed a couple. Oh, so it's like, it's, it's like a, an offshore, you know. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, mate. I, so I, I respect the fact that it exists and I don't have a problem with you doing it, but the yeah. problem is you're never going to guarantee that it's always going to be there. Yes, I, I get that. So yeah, one one day you're able to watch the Buddy Sky Sports, the next day it's not there, or whatever yeah. it is. That's the problem. Yeah. So right now we have multiple streaming uh, services subscriptions, mm. but because there's so many, I thought, you know what, for a hundred dollars, let me just see how this goes. 
without cutting all the kids stuff that they're using now, like stands and Netflix and uh, this KO. This this house is it's costing me a fortune. <laughs> but on this new TV, can I download those sort of apps? No. Or is it only the Android TV? No. That's that's not going to work on a on a web OS. Yeah, okay. you know what? There might be. I, I I've actually never looked. But again, forget, yeah. mate. Forget the TV. Think of the yep. TV as a screen. Okay. Buy a little box. There'll be a little Android TV box you can buy that you can do yep. all your hacking away on. Yeah. Okay. And plug that in HDMI two, and there you go. But also, yeah. I'd say to you, look, you know, Stan, fifteen bucks a month. Netflix, twenty bucks a month. Ko, yep. twenty five bucks a month. Disney. You know, if you're willing to spend a hundred bucks a month, then across the the four basic subscriptions, you should be covered, and there yep. should be plenty for the kids and you to watch, including live sport. Yeah, get it. Enjoy. Thank you, Trevor. Mate, I, I want, I want to see a photo when that TV's delivered, like you standing next to it, and then I want to see a photo of it up on the wall. Sounds like a plan. always use children for scale. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, sure that's bigger, right? that's why on the when I the Today Show the other day, I don't know if you noticed, but the reason I walked backwards because it didn't look that big when it was yeah. just behind me. I noticed you stand next to it, and but then I went and stood here, next right? to it, and it's like, hang on, people, this is how big it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I don't think you can fathom it until you see it for yourself. That's right. I, I do get that for sure. All right, buddy. Good luck. I appreciate the call. Thank you very much. No worries. Anytime. Let me know how it goes. Thank you. Have a good afternoon. Cheers. You too. Um, enjoying lockdown there. James and his big new TV. Awesome. Sounds good. Enjoy. All right. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you to all those people who um, emailed over the last three weeks or so. Um, and I'm sorry, some people like you calling. What? Hello? Who? What? Because it's been so long since they emailed, but I appreciate them. Uh, their original emails and for getting in touch and for taking my calls and for letting me help them out with their tech problems or buying uh, questions. Um, a lot of TV questions. Uh, and this is a funny thing about um, the lockdowns. And I know there's people that are financially impacted by it, but there's also a lot of people who, who really aren't. And that means that there is consumer spending going on. Um, and that's, I love helping you spend your money. I'm, I'm very bad at spending my own. So I may as well be better at spending other people's. Um, so yes, always, always good to have those calls as well. Always get in touch, folks. EFTM.com is the place to go. Click Ask Trev. That's the emails and they'll come through and I will do my best to get you on the show if I can. Um, if you haven't downloaded the EFTM app, please do so. Um, we are desperately in the throes of trying to finalize, um, some updates to that, which will allow me to kind of sign off it as being really finished version one. There's, there's a, there's a big tick to be done on that, but, um, Hopefully very, very soon. So just keep the download going. And by the way, we've added notifications to the browser as well. So if you go to eftm.com on a Chrome browser or something, um, click the notifications um, and allow them, and you'll get a little pop-up when you're on your computer about new articles that we have. Because what I'm finding is just you've got to know about it, and that's the best way to let you know is through those notifications. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. I'll leave you to your day. Happy lockdown, folks. Sound crazy what I'm about to say. But Trevor.